Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Ride or Die Episode 19. PJ Harvey, Part 4. Hello and welcome to I Caught It on Audio. Today we're continuing our Ride or Die series where we pick a band and do a deep dive into their complete discography. Uh, this is our final episode which is episode four of PJ Harvey. We're going to be covering her last three albums, Let England Shake, Hope Six Demolition Project, and I Inside the Year... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I Inside the Old Year Dying. Oh, thank God I don't Didn't make it that. easy this time. No, that was a tough one. Anyway, so we're starting off with uh, Let England Shake, which is um, which came out two years after uh, A Woman, A Man Walked By. So this one's pretty quick. Uh, we've got Flood, Mick Harvey, and John Parrish, and PJ Harvey, all producers on this one. What do we have? We have three singles. The Words That Maketh Murder, uh, The Glorious Land, and Written on the Forehead. So, Dan, why don't you start? Tell us what you thought of this one. So this, um, this uh, lyrically is definitely like a, a sort of concept, anti-war, anti-what-England's-up-to, you know, out in, you know, historically and currently at, at the time, you know, 2011 with, with all the... Uh, Oh, you know, all the post 9-11 stuff that England and the U.S. got into. That makes it a little less fun uh, than yep. it could be. <laughs> but I'm, sometimes that's not the point of, of, of an album. Um, so that's totally fine. I thought this was, was, was solid all the way through. It, uh, it had a little bit more jangle. That was kind of the, uh, the, the sort of sound I was noticing the most. It's a little bit dour and not the most cheerful album. And so while I didn't dislike almost any song i think the only one i didn't you know give the old thumbs up to is england the song england pj was definitely giving me a thumbs down to england for most of this album uh, yeah the country. Not, she wasn't a big fan no <laughs> this one that's for sure and i i my highlights let's see i had my highlights as the words that maketh murder um on battleship hill in the dark places and the color of the earth i i would say that this was very good, but didn't have the highs, um, like the really sort of jump out highs that that some of her albums have. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't have anything too negative to say, but I don't have a ton of like high praise either. Um, I thought it was it was quite good and probably important and valuable. Of course, these sorts of albums are often received rapturously by critics because of their their political angle. And while that is interesting and, and you know, a worthy thing to, to write about, I guess um, I thought this was just good. Um, what about you, Dave? What were, what were your thoughts? So I'm not a big fan of artists uh, taking a strong stance on this type of thing. Um, it's, that's not what I seek out in my, in my pleasure. You know, I, I come to music to, to relax and to, you know, and I, I'm not saying I can't be have emotions in involved in it, but um, I don't. I don't need to be preached to in in music. And if she wants to do that, that's great. I hope she's being taking actual actions to go along with it, um, rather than just recording an album and 
And she very well may have. I don't know. This whole album kind of turned me off. I did not care for it one bit. I, I did thumbs up Let England Shake, but beyond that, it was hard for me to get to get beyond the whole um, preachiness of it and the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the same thing with like Rage Against the Machine. I'm not a big fan of them anymore because it's just too much angst about stuff that clearly has not changed in the you know 30 years since rage started so what the hell, hell was the whole point but um uh yeah i didn't i didn't care for it that much if i'm being honest it was a it was a down part downside in in her catalog and uh just got one thumbs up and i don't have much intention of going back to it zach what did you think of this one i'm a little in between the two of you guys uh i i found it to be interesting and enjoyable in some some ways and and kind of not so great in other ways like you dave uh i thought it i thought it was interesting how the white chalk album was more of a kind of victorian uh era feel yeah. to it and then this one has more of like a colonial type of feel to it almost um mm-hmm. you've got those uh what is it like the the marching horns or whatever in the glorious land the do yep. do 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 um and and it was it kind of it kind of fit that song but it also kind of didn't it was very strange sort of use of that um and i think what it comes down to me uh, for me with with this kind of thing is i don't really mind if they have the message uh like you were saying dave uh as long as they're not trying to like ram it down your throat and it's not that extremely in your, in your face. And I, I thought for, for the most of this, it, it wasn't like, it was pretty good sort of subtle, kind of subtextual. I mean, there were, there was definitely some, some in your face stuff. Um, but I think that the, like the line, what if I take my problem to the United Nations? Um, <laughs> yeah. That one just felt a little shoehorned in there. It's like, can, can you say that same sentiment in a different way that it just doesn't, doesn't feel so obvious, you know? Exactly. Um, it was, but I it think was not overall, subtle. Yeah. Overall, I think uh, it's still an enjoyable so- uh, album. I had um, quite a few thumbs up throughout and uh and i really really liked all and everyone uh there's just something about that one um how it it kind of starts off one way and then goes a different way with the uh with the chorus and um i just really like the way that she's singing on that one so that's that's my big highlight for the album um but uh, but overall i don't think there was that much more that was extremely memorable other than like the horns and stuff like that um so yeah, this is, it's a little bit of a letdown for me as well, but I still, I still ha- got some enjoyment out of listening to it throughout. Did anybody, what's everyone's favorite song from this one? Mine was Letting Lynch Shake. Uh, all, all and everyone. I think I like the color of the earth the most. I'm not sure because this one was, didn't have one that really jumped out to me um, as much um, because it felt, it felt um, a little bit samey at times. Um mm-hmm. So there were good ones or ones that I liked. And as I'm looking at my notes, I think that one was, uh, you know, cause it had this sort of old, old folk song feel to it. And the guest vocals shook things up a little bit, you know, having a, a male voice on there too. Um, just to, yeah. <clears throat> to give you some difference in, um, in sort of tonality. So I think, I think maybe that one, I, you know, mm. I'll, I'll say, I don't, I don't care if people want to make music about politics. And I also don't care if, you know, 
if people are like, I don't want to hear about that, that, that makes sense to me too. Um, I think that it's a, some of them were very awkward. Like, like Zach mentioned, um, the United Nations line. Um, but I also, I think making an album about something is doing something when, when people are going to listen to it. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, that, that means nothing because you're drawing attention to it and whether or not that makes change or not, I don't think that that means people shouldn't do that. All set, all that being said, if you, if, if, if that turns you off, then I don't feel no one should be, feel obligated to listen to quote unquote important political music if it doesn't get, bring them joy. So, um, I totally understand your, 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 uh, your approach to, uh, to, to things like this, whether it's rage or, or this album. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying we need to burn these albums in the street, um, but I'm definitely not going to listen to it. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, it wasn't as it wasn't as fun as some of her uh, other albums. I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Do we want to talk about the uh, the concurrent uh, B sides or rarities that that came out with this one? Yeah, so there's there's two, and that, um, they're both kind of political. Also, the uh, Shaker Amir one was about uh, prisoner in Guantanamo Bay, if I'm not mistaken. And that one was interesting, but again, it was it was a bit too much for me to to say that I enjoyed it. You know, I don't know what you guys think of those. Yeah, Nightingale and Shaker Amir. I like the the Nightingale a little bit more than Shaker Amir. Yeah, I thought they were both okay, like good, very stripped down. You know, definitely sound like demos or, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing nothing particularly special in either of them. Right. So next we've got the uh, the Hope Six. Demolition Project, which came out five years later, so she took a bit of a break from releasing albums. We've got uh, Flood, John Parrish, and PJ Harvey in the producer's booth on that one. And then uh, the singles are The Wheel, The Community of Hope, and The Orange Monkey. So, Zach, why don't you tell us what you thought of this one? Again, it's I think it's more politically charged music. At least that was the the take the, that my takeaway. Uh, I thought there Absolutely. was uh, interesting use of saxophone. Uh, this, is, this is sax positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was um, some good horns in this one. Horns, horns, and, and saxophone. Uh, I really liked that part of it. Um, you know, it, it's it's I, I thumbs up more songs on this one than the than the previous one. It's it's similar in the way that I think it. You know, it just kind of it's it's okay, but it doesn't really strike me in any any particular way i mean she can do like like you were saying dan she can do whatever she wants about politics and stuff but i think for the listener if it doesn't resonate in some some sort of fashion then it, it's gonna it's gonna kind of get lost um i liked the the community of hope uh i liked you know a line in the sand um i thought near the memorials to vietnam and and lincoln uh, was a pretty good song as well and then I think it finishes really strong. I think like the last three songs are pretty, pretty uh, tight, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, so exactly what I thought when I listened. To that. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's a reference to a YouTube guy. Anyway, um, no, I, I thought this was uh, this was it was, was interesting in, in a different way from the previous album, but it was, it was also in some ways kind of a little bit of a letdown. Um, it's not, it's not something where it's like, well, I gotta come back to this one and listen to this one more. And, and I very well could have actually listened. I, so I, I do remember listening to let England shake before. And, and I don't really remember listening to this one at all, but I'm not sure if that's because I actually did and forgot about it or if I never, if it never really 
crossed my path, but it, there are some good songs on there. I just, it, I just don't really love it that much. Dan, what do you think? Uh, I like this one a little more than Let England Shake. It also has the, like you said, the political stuff um, mixed in there. But um, sometimes the political stuff doesn't feel awkward to me if it's telling a story about something. And I felt there was more of that. This one didn't jump out as being as specific and deliberately. Every every song must be about a, a specific subject. Um, I found more songs that jumped out to me. Uh, Community of Hope. Um, Ministry of Defense, uh, Chain of Keys. And then, like you said, Zach, the last three are really strong. Um, the other ones I, I could take or leave. I did think that Medicinals had a cool like outro to it. But other than that, I didn't have a whole lot of feelings on the other half of the album. This felt like, to me, sonically, more uh, something different for PJ Harvey. Um, it was... It was almost like pub rock, like it was like sing-alongs in the in in the bar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you could imagine Absolutely. a lot of, the, especially the first half of the album, just um, people uh, people up on a, on a on a short little you know twelve inch stage uh, with you know guitars and stuff, just sort of uh, singing uh, these songs. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it was different because that's not usually what her out her uh, music sounds like. But um, yeah, I thought there were some strong songs and then some forgettable strong. So. Uh, I think the highs were a little higher than letting Lynn shake, but um, it does not rate for me up with her, her best albums for sure. All right, Dave, what's your, uh, what's your feelings on this one? Yeah. When this one started, I was, I was pretty worried. Um, I was worried that we were going down a road that we were never going to come back from where it was just going to be all politi- political. And, you know, as I said about letting Lynn shake, this is not my favorite, favorite way to listen to music. I don't, I don't get much out of it. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like the last two songs. I liked the wheel and dollar dollar. Um, and none of these songs, I, I don't want to be, uh, too doom and gloom because I didn't thumbs down any of these songs. And there are plenty of bands we've done this with where I've thumbs down several songs. Um, and that has not happened with PJ Harvey. Th- these are not the worst albums we've covered. It's just, it's just not my style. I, I I want to just I don't want to have to think about that stuff. If I want to think if I want politics in my entertainment, I'm gonna listen to uh somebody making fun of politics. I don't I don't want it to be the the focal point of and and I'm not saying I can't have music that makes me think. Like her stuff early her early stuff where she's, you know, pointing out all the problems with masculinity and stuff and all the terrible things that I've done in, in life. I don't mind that. It's just <laughs> something, something about politics. It just doesn't sit well with me in music. So um, you want to tell me that me being a man is a bad thing. Fine. I'm good with that, but I don't want to be preached about, uh, about politics and music. So yeah, I don't know. Did you guys have anything else about this or do you want to move on to the B sides? Cause I think that's where the real meat of this section is. Were we gonna say what what we what we thought was the best song? Oh yeah, we can do that. What did you think guys think was the best song? I liked uh, a line in the sand a lot. That was my high point. Okay, how about you, Dan? I think I would go with the Ministry of Defense, the second song. I okay. just really liked the sort of staccato riff and the sort of you know the the sing along part. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. And I really liked the wheel. Um, it's I like I genuinely enjoyed it. it it's it's how it's one. Of, it definitely was about politics, but um, 
and the state of the world, but I thought it was done well. And that that's the other thing. If it's done well, that's fine. But um, yeah, it's not my favorite way to go. Now onto the B sides. This is, these are the, uh, this section of the B sides are the songs from B sides, demos and rarities that I could not put into the timeline somewhere else because I could either there wasn't enough information or they were just, um, they weren't released until this point in the timeline. Cause this, this is the point in the timeline where the actual album besides demos and rarities was released. So I absolutely loved an acre of land. I think this was my favorite style of PJ Harvey, where she's telling a story in this um, kind of mythological sense where she's got things happening. And I just absolutely love her singing in it. Um, a crowded cell was really good. Um, and I, I, I did like the camp also, despite everything I had previously said about the last two albums. <laughs> so what did you guys think of, <laughs> what did you guys think of these B sides? I thought they were all pretty good. Um, I really liked the moth. I thought the moth was really interesting. Yeah, that was um, a good one too. I was excited when I saw Red Right Hand, uh, and because uh, that's a fun cover of. Uh, it, it is Nick a great Cave. cover of the Nick Cave song. Yeah. Yeah, and I was surprised at how different it was because you know usually people just go really straight on that one because it's such a good song to begin with. But right. she went a different direction, and I thought that was really cool. I think that was for Peaky Blinders, is what that one came out for. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yep. How about you, Dan? What did you think oh, of the B sides? Yeah, I thought uh, this was a really strong batch. Uh, the ones I uh, highlighted, uh, I mean, I gave I gave pretty much all of them a thumbs up. I'm pretty sure. Um, I highlighted I'll Be Waiting, Homo Sappy Blues. I thought the sort of like exuberance in the singing was really fun in that one. Yeah. Uh, the Camp was really good. Um, it's, it's the, the, I think she does um, makes good choices when she does duets or, or back and forth mm-hmm. with people. And this is a good example of that. I agree, Dave. The um, An Acre of... Um, what is this, the name of the song? An Acre of Land. An Acre of Land. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. An Acre of Land. Uh, yeah. That's that, that sort of um, ancient folk song um feel i i think she does amazing at that she doesn't do it all the time which makes it all the more impactful when she does it yeah um and yeah that's a great one and then the last three were very similar to me in 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 their sort of arrangement and their piano bass um so i like them all um the sandman the moth is it right red hand or red right hand red right hand red right hand okay um so yeah i would say um the other ones were fine too i didn't have a problem with any of them uh, but I thought this was a really good, there were some really good highlights there uh, jumping out. And maybe that's because it's sort of a full taken from um, her full career more. I, I, again, we don't know exactly when these were recorded. Yeah. apparently, but Yeah. I wish I could have found more information. I think several of them were just released, you know, as, as part of the, uh, just at that time, or they had never been released and they were just finally being released. So it'd be interesting to know when that, so they were recorded Yep, relative to the rest of her catalog. Uh, that leaves us with her final album, I Inside the Old Year Dying. And it's the last time I'm going to say that. <laughs> Ever. Um, this one just came out uh, about six months ago. It's got two singles on it. A Child's... <clears throat> excuse me. A Child's Question and I Inside... Oh, there we go. I Inside the Old I Dying. I was wrong. Yeah, and it's a child's question, August, because there's also July. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> Are you confused yet? 
No, I'm. Conf- I was. I was confused before we got here. So, uh, produced by Flood <laughs> John Parrish. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Flood John Parrish and Rob Kirwan. Yeah, what did you guys? What did you guys think of this one? I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I think it's 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 a great great album. There's only one song I didn't thumb up on it. I think it's also really interesting because usually in Ride or Die, when we get to this point, we're we're on the downward trend where the, right. the artist is kind of losing their magic. They're they've either been around for too long and they just don't don't really have anything new to say. Or I just don't see that happening here. Um, she's she seems like she's just I wouldn't say just getting started, but she's very much still hitting peaks in her career. Well, it's like and she's reinvigorated. It's reinvigorated and there's, and there's new, she's finding new stuff to do. And, and I really love like some of the, um, the, the tonal elements and the, the way that, um, the way that she's, she's doing the, the instrumentation in a different way. Like there are times in this album, I couldn't really figure out what the instrument was behind the noise that was being made. Is, right. is it just like a synthesizer doing something really synthetic? I don't think so. Cause she doesn't really usually do a lot of that stuff, you know? So it's probably like guitar with a lot of really strange effects added onto it, but I, I love the I love the sound of this one, and and I and I love what she's doing on here. I think it's a really really cool album. Um, what do you What are you guys' thoughts? I I really liked it too. Um, I need to go back and thumbs up things better because I did, I clearly missed several of them on this one. Um, but I, I agree. It's a it's a return to form. Um, I was very worried that we were having that uh, that senior slump, if you will, where we were into albums, what nine, uh, 10, 11, and twelve, and things were just being redundant and uninteresting. I guess it's more for her. It's more that she went a different way than I enjoy. It feels like COVID happened. She went into her producer's booth and produced the shit out of all the B-sides and rarities and came out with that album. And then COVID ended and she was ready, you know, ready with the inspiration of all those great songs that she had, had never released or were released as B-sides and just had this new, uh, new interesting thing to say. And it, I really enjoyed this one too. Dan, what did you think of it? I don't think I'm quite as in on it as you guys are. I knew Zach, you were going to like it. It just feels like a Zach album to me. <laughs> um, uh, it's very atmospheric and spare for most of it. Um, uh-huh. It's a little inscrutable and hard to sneak into. There's a lot of sounds, like you mentioned. Um, there's not immediate gratification, which I think is a good thing in the long term. Yeah, but it, I didn't spend enough time with it to 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 tip over the edge on it. You know, but don't but you I, feel like this one is like of these three, this one is the one you'll you'll go back to and explore some more. I think it has the most long term potential. I, I would agree with you. It has. It's one of those things where I think I need I need to listen to it a bunch more times to to really let the songs like dig into my brain. Uh, the other ones were more immediate. It, it's funny. We I was talking about how they, they, this especially the second one sounds like a like a like a bar band type feel. That's more immediately. You can you can sort of grasp the music quickly, yep. but that does not necessarily age as well. Whereas this is not that. This is the very the kind of the opposite of that. It needs to age like a fine wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure what to do with the thumbs up or not. Um, and I, I I have to listen to it again and think it over before I sort of give a final call on it. But 
yeah the highlights yeah the, the highlights that um that i had uh in my notes were for prayer at the gate it's just really quiet but powerful vocally lonesome tonight thought that was good august for some reason made me think of chris isaac and wicked game maybe it was the drums but um yeah. it was something sort of had that sort of general like um sense of sort of a i don't know a little bit of mystery or something i really like the creepiness of a child's question july and i love i love the percussion on a noise uh noiseless noise at the end of the album yeah i would say that i i found it more difficult to even take notes on the songs than usual <laughs> because i i just had trouble getting inside of them but that probably bodes well for the future so i think this one demands more careful attention than I was able to give it really. So I am, it's a sort of, it's a sort of tentative. This is, I think this might be a really great album for me. It hasn't yet gotten up there with her best because, but I do think, I do think, I do think with time it, it very well may. Yeah. I think I may have accidentally helped myself with this one because it came out last uh, July and I listened to it around that time, but I wasn't really listening, listening critically and paying attention. So I think it kind of seeped into my subconscious early mm-hmm. yeah. and now going back and actually listening to it critically helped kind of bring out a lot of the, the nuance that that's there, but you know, it takes some time to really, really get yeah. into. It's very nuanced and that's in opposition to the last couple albums, which makes it stand out the last couple were were less nuanced um for better or worse for day for worse (laughs) Um, but but, you know and like uh, i said they're not bad albums they're just not something i want to listen to and if and if you have that particular feeling about that type of songwriting then i I absolutely get why you wouldn't understand it that doesn't automatically strike me so i like them um but i do think that this is more interesting like there's there's a more more care uh put into it and i feel like that will pay off with repeated listenings more and more as time goes by so what's your guys' favorites on this this one, the favorite song? On this one, my favorite song is uh, the opening track, uh, Prayer in the yep. Gate. Same with me. I, so I love it. I feel like this is a return to form on the uh, the opener. And not that the last two albums didn't have good openers. It's just I feel like this one really, really sets the stage for what you're going to get for the rest of the album. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm tempted to say A Child's Question July just to be different but i do think that prayer at the gate was the best one um yeah so i I think i think i'll have to agree with you guys you can still be a snowflake and agree dan don't worry (laughs) oh is is that what i am (laughs) okay (laughs) big fat snowflake (laughs) you're special and unique just like everyone else (laughs) that's right what what if you take your problem to the united nations though (laughs) you can do that you can do that all right well let's Uh, let's wrap up this section which of these three albums and i I, for me it's obvious which one are you going to take it's uh it's the third one i'm not saying the title again no yes i inside the old year dying that's the one that i'm gonna i'm gonna take as well I think that's uh, I think that's the best bet. I right now I probably would recognize and enjoy more songs the, De- the Hope uh, Demolition Project, Hope Six Demolition Project. But I I suspect that in the long run I'd be happier with uh with I inside the old year dying. Just showing off, Dave. That I, Zach and I can <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah. I, I am perfectly comfortable not being able to say those words in that sequence. So <laughs> good for you guys. <laughs> Um, so of the, uh, 12, I think albums we covered here in this series, uh, which is your favorite? 
which one one album do you take oh geez boy uh i gotta look at the list you know my heart says to bring you my love um but i think i would actually want to go with stories from the city stories from the sea i know that's because to bring you my love has uh uh down by the water yeah to bring you my love has down by the water which is you know probably my favorite song you know if we want to get into that already but i agree with you zach i think stories from the city stories of the sea is just a nearly perfect album Um, Mm -hmm. whereas to bring you my love has a couple of spots that are off so i i would pick stories from the city stories from the sea i love it how about you dan which one do you pick it's so hard um just looking back at my notes here because there's about five that I could consider. Yeah. Um, so definitely to bring my love is up there. I really like uh-huh her also. That is a good one. I like stories from the city, stories from the sea, but I can say that's not my favorite, although it is on the, on the top half and there's some really, really strong moments in it. I love the, the Tom York mm-hmm. collaborations in that one. Uh, is this desires awfully good? Yep. Ooh, and I quite like rid of me. It's it's more in that sort of grungy style and really aggressive, but I really like it. I probably will say to bring you my love. I think it's a nice melding of her earlier, almost like a, sort of like there's almost like an, an aggression to it while, while it is at the same time not aggressive. Yeah, I'm going to say to bring you my love. I, I have to listen to them like the top five albums again to say for sure. <laughs> That's the problem because because her top her best albums are all very, very good. Yes, um, absolutely. And I would count stories from city, stories from sea in there. It's just, I think there's three or four that I, that I would pick over, over that one, but um, that one's also great. So I, you know, yeah, she's got a ton of good stuff. All right. Um, Anything else before we ask the big, big final question? What is the big final question? I will say, I will say that uh, once again, I was an idiot for not embracing PJ Harvey when I was 16 when I, so, you know, really got to know, um, I, I will agree with that. Songs. <laughs> yeah. I, Same. I blew it. Same. Um, and Zach, you, 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 are you saying that you agree that we're idiots or are you saying, yes. that you also <laughs> saying I agree you are idiots? Uh, uh, it just, I always I'm thought also, it was good, but I never I'm also slightly an idiot first. for, for like missing white chalk and, and the hope six demolition project. Uh, was later completely stuff. all in on my ride or die, but I was pretty, pretty close. Yeah. So then are you ride or die? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I was a little bit on the edge with those, those last two albums, but the I inside the old year dying, um, brought it back around. Definitely looking forward to anything else she comes out with. And I, and I plan to, uh, listen to, we didn't really talk about them much, but she's got like two soundtracks that she, um, she made for some shows, I think Yeah, in her repertoire. And I plan to listen to those very soon too. I think um, they're instrumental though. That's why I didn't include them. It's okay by me. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I will. I'm, I'm good with that too, but that's, <laughs> that's ultimately why they didn't get included in the catalog. Yeah, no. Um, Dan, are you ride or die? Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I knew a handful of songs and had heard some of, some of the earlier albums, but like, it's weird to say you're ride or die for a for a band for a artist that you you can barely say that you're a fan of before. Like I was a fan of in theory, but I never really dove in. But I I have to say it's a really strong discography, really really strong. Um, she just keeps reinventing and finding different ways to do it without repeating herself. 
um yeah she's she's pretty amazing i would say ride or die for sure yeah i i completely agree while i'm i may not be a fan of every album um i don't think that you know those those albums just weren't written for me <clears throat> what were they hope six demolition project and let england shake it's just not my style and that's that's fine because there's so much good content here and especially after the the latest album um i'm i'm really looking forward to if she comes out with anything else so i'm definitely ride or die it's also interesting how she doesn't really um do a lot of like filler songs you know what i mean like yeah. her her albums are pretty solid straight through uh it's not like the red hot chili peppers where it's just mm. every little scrap of music that they could ever find they just right. chuck on the album and then and, and then uh, you know what even if she had honestly if i have one one album that i can that i have to take that i get to take it's the b-sides demos and rarities Oh yeah, that has, that has. I mean, it's not fair because it's sixty albums, sixty tracks. So you know, <laughs> yeah. it obviously has the most good songs on it. Those it, five albums have a lot of good songs on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's it's phenomenal. The amount mm -hmm. of stuff that got cut. That uh, right. Yeah, you could make um, an amazing double album out of that, yeah, like of twenty eight sure. songs that of the best, and it would just it would be a, it would be pretty great. Yeah. But it really shows how she she takes extreme care to make sure that what's going on the albums is the most appropriate thing for that collection of songs. Absolutely. For that theme that she's going for. And right, I think right. that's really, really amazing for for this kind of artist. And a lot of times they don't they don't do that. They just or the, you know, they let the producer or the um uh, the the studio the the music um, uh, label do all the decisions about what to what gets included on the album and I think she's she's going for something something very specific and she knows what she wants and she she does that you yeah. know and it's interesting we use the word artist and I think she is and, and how how um, how particular she is about all all the aspects of it when you think about all the poetry and then also the way that she creates new personas for every album like visually in her clothing for for the um not only for the album like photo shoots but like on tour and stuff she she really is paying attention to everything she can pay attention to and is trying to do the most she can i think and yeah. um it's it makes her sort of a singular figure in the last you know 30 years i think in mm -hmm. um in sort of pop rock ish you know folkish music um yeah. she's just she's kind of one of a one of a kind i, I think yep yeah. without a doubt so are you a fan of pj harvey tell us what you think in the comments uh do the algorithm things like uh like and subscribe and if you want more content like this you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com and if you really liked it you can go to buymeacoffee.com 64tacos and you can buy us a taco thanks for listening I caught it on audio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>